Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Greetings to you all in the wonderful, matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I also bring greetings on behalf of the church leaders, the councils, because we always concerns for each and every one of you and we are praying for you. May God bless you all and keep you with good health. And uh, it's a privilege once again to come to the Lord, to his presence, to hear God's word. Before we go to the Lord in prayer, according to our calendar today, for our Bible reading, the portion is Psalm 54 and 55. I hope we will be going along with. So I, I will read few words from Psalm 55 and it is about the King David, what he is going through in, the, in his situation. I believe that the same thing will be applied to our current situation as well. He says, give ear to my prayer, O God. And do not hide yourself from my supplication. Attend to me and hear me. I am restless in my complaint and mourn noisily. 4 and 5. My heart is severely pained within me. And the terror of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. He goes on telling about, he is explaining about his situation. And what was the solution he says, 16 and 17, As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning, and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud, and ye shall hear my voice. See the confidence what he has. We know what is happening in the present world. In this song, what we understand, how to handle pressure situation, that is, casting our burden on the Lord. In Psalm 1 and 1 to 3, if you look at it, it is a pressure situation and a prayer situation. The point of fundamental and the most important is where do we turn for our help? Prayer seeks an answer from God. Prayer requires all our focus and concentration. Prayer is the best response to unfair any attacks. That's why we must turn to God in prayer as the psalmist did it. And there was a conclusion and that I have taken that as a uh, promise of this week. Psalm 55 verse 22. This will be the promise for this week. 
what he says from his experience cast your burden on the lord and he shall sustain you and he shall never permit the righteous to be moved the same thing we read it in psalm 37 verse 5 commit your way to the lord trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass so that there may, there are many scriptures but here what we learn from this promise psalm 55 verse 22 cast your burden on the lord and he shall sustain you he shall never permit the righteous to be moved what are the burdens cast upon the lord there is an endless varieties of these burdens laid upon us in this world care toil afflictions trial weaknesses dejection want fear duty endurance and for all there is only one relief cause thy burden thy burden for there is the emphasis is to be laid upon the lord so let me classify these burdens number 1 those of the flesh such as natural natural weaknesses sicknesses pain or sensational desires and corrupt affect, uh, affections and poverty mental burdens ignorance misery sorrow or worries there are social burdens like the present about the present situation in the country or around the world about the people and the communities spiritual burdens that of backslidden or of fear what to do with our burdens we should tell god all about our burdens asking his help to bear it submitting to his will in reference to it the promise by this duty is urged he shall sustain god does not does this sometimes how by removing the burdens by sustaining the burden bearer not removing the burden but upholding those who have to bear it so when i go through this scripture this what i felt it so just i share it with you too let's close our eyes guys say heavenly father we praise you and we thank you for this time that you given to us to come to you as your children lord thank you for your word thank you for your servant whom you have chosen to share with you or speak to us your word as you put your word in his heart and as you are going to use him as your mouthpiece lord let your anointing flow through him uh, lord in each and every word lord thank you for your protections thank you for all your provisions thank you for sustaining us in every situation lord thank you for our families thank you for our job if any one of us among us in this fellowship 
Lord, going through any burdens in their life. Lord, here we are as a family. Cause them all upon you, O Father. So that, Lord, we expect that, Lord, you will sustain each and every one of us. And, Lord, as the word says, we trust in you. Set us free from all kinds of bondages and the burdens which is in our life. Thank you for accepting our prayers. We ask everything in the mighty and the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word. I thank you for this opportunity to also listen to your word. Thank you, my Father, for your word that you are sending to us. I say, blessed be your name in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because you send your word and your word healed us and delivered us from all our trouble. My Father and my God, we want to listen to you, not the word of man, but your word today. Speak to each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. My Father, O oh Lord, let your word that we are going to listen to, let your word, Father, do us good. Let it mix with our faith. Let it, O oh Lord, mix with our faith in the name of Jesus. I pray that your word that we are going to hear, Father, will deliver us from all our troubles in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. Thank you, King of Glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Today we shall be looking at what the Lord has put in my mind to begin to share with each and every one of us. And the theme is life and death. This is taken from Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19. It says, I call heaven and earth to recall this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. Then also in John chapter 5 verse 24, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but his passes from death unto life. Praise the Lord. Now, the first topic we are going to treat on this life and death is faithfulness and fruitfulness. Faithfulness and fruitfulness. We are taking our text, the first one from 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. It says, 
Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Then the second text is taken from Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. If you be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Praise the Lord. Revelation chapter 2 verse 20 says, Do not fear any of these things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you have tribulation ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Then also, the text is taken from John chapter 15, verse 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bear much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. For without me you can do nothing. Praise the Lord. Now, faithfulness can be defined literally, can be defined according to the concept to which we are sharing today. Faithfulness can be defined as remaining loyal, steadfast, showing proper allegiance and commitment. It also can be defined as willingness, endurance and even long-suffering. It can also be defined as to abide as written in john chapter 15 verse 5 to abide to stay put praise the lord god demand that his children that they should be faithful they should be committed and they should be willing to obey everything that comes from the mouth of god Hebrew chapter 10 verse 32 to 34. Hebrew chapter 10 verse 32 to 34. Think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful even though it meant terrible suffering. Sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten and sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same thing. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail. And when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. Praise the Lord. For us to understand this concept of faithfulness better, let us uh, get into the scriptures and see uh, the, and see what better definition we can get. Faithful men in the scriptures. To understand the concept of faithfulness, 
Let us, con on the, let us consider the following extracts from the scriptures. First of all, faithfulness entails walking with God. Walking with God. Enoch walked with God. He was found not because God took him. Because he was taken, he was found. Before he was taken, he was found to be faithful. Hebrew chapter 11 verse 5 says, it, may, it was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. In other words, as a person who was faithful to God. Praise the Lord. Faithfulness can also be defined in terms of righteousness. Noah found grace with God, and God spared him and his family. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 9 and verse 17. Genesis chapter 6, verse 9 and verse 17. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on the earth at that time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Then in verse 17, he says, Look, I am about to cover the earth with flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die, but I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and, and your sons and their wives. This is an example also of faithfulness. That is, God to find us to be righteous. God to find us to be blameless before him. Praise the Lord. Having faith also is part of faithfulness, so it can be defined as having faith. Abraham was faithful. He believed God to the extent that if he sacrificed the son that God has given to him, God is able to bring him to life. He believed God with the whole of his heart. He believed every ability and everything that God is able to do for him. Praise the Lord. God is able to bring his son back to life. That is his belief. Even more than that, that God knows what to do to fulfill his promises. As God have told him, your seed, your seed will cover the earth like the sand by the seashore. Your seed Will I give this vast land that is flowing with milk and honey? Even that he believes God knows what to do. God is sovereign. God has the power to do what he has promised. So there was no doubt in him when God told him to go and sacrifice his son Isaac. Let us open our Bible to Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22, from verse 1. Yes, he replied, 
Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham called, God called Abraham. And Abraham replied, Yes, here I am. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moray. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son, Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God has told him about. And on the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servant. The boy and I will travel a little further. We will worship there, and then we will come right back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulder, while he himself carried the fire and the knife, and the two of them walked on together. Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, where is the lamb for the offering? Where is the lamb for the offering? Praise the Lord. This is, this is how it goes when God told Abraham to go and sacrifice Isaac. But God found Abraham to be faithful. God found Abraham to be faithful. To be faithful and uh, it was counted to him as righteousness. Praise the Lord. Consistency, being a good servant, can also be defined as faithfulness. Joshua had been a consistent servant of Moses. He was with Moses right from his youth days. The Bible even makes us to understand when Moses is talking with God in the temple, I mean in the tabernacle of meeting, Joshua is always with him. And when jo when when and when Moses will leave the tabernacle of meeting to go and talk with the people, Joshua will remain behind in the tabernacle of meeting. Joshua was a faithful servant unto Moses. Praise the Lord. In Numbers chapter 11, verse 28. Numbers chapter 11, verse 28. And Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, one of his young men, answered and said, My Lord Moses, forbid them. And Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rend their clothes. I'm reading Numbers chapter 14, verses 6 and 9, verses 6 to 9. Numbers chapter 14, verses 6 to 9. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we, are, we passed through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us. A land which floweth with milk and honey. 
Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. These were the people that brought a good report from the from the spy that they were asked to go and spy. They were asked to go and spy the land of Canaan. They came back with good report. These were the only two people, Caleb and Joshua. They were the only two people. They brought these good tidings, but the rest people kicked against it. And they made mention of saying, we were like grasshopper before them. And this single action of Moses, of this single action of Joshua and Caleb and them as the only one that were above 20 that actually entered the promised land. Even Moses did not enter the promised land, but Joshua and Caleb, because of their faithfulness, because of their belief, because of the full trust they put in God, it earned them the opportunity to enter into the promised land. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. To also talk about consistency and being a good servant. Elisha was a consistent and a good servant. The Bible makes us to understand that even when Elisha knew that his master was going to be taken away, that did not make him to turn his back. He followed his master to the end. He followed his master to the end. Let us turn our Bible to 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19 verses 19 to 21. 1 Kings chapter 19 verses 19 to 21. 1 Kings chapter 19 Verses 19 to 21. So he departed hence and found Elisha the son of Shaphat, who was plying with twelve yoke oxen before him, and he with the twelfth. And Elijah passed by him and cast him mantle upon him. Verse 20. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, let me, I pray thee, kiss my father, my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? Second Kings chapter 2, verse 2. And Elisha said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel together. What am I trying to say? I try to make sure we understand that Elisha put his mantle on Elisha. And immediately Elisha started following him. And he did not stop following him even when he knew that he would be taking away praise the lord the consistencies the consistency and the and the servanthood of elijah 
was was made to be known here that Elisha, like Joshua, were faithful servants. Praise the Lord. It can also be defined, faithfulness can also be defined that can also be defined as being faithful unto death. As being faithful unto death. Daniel was faithful. Daniel was trustworthy. Despite in captivity, he, he still he still delight in the law of his Lord. So many people would have said, Oh, since we are now in captivity, then there is nothing that I need to obey about the law of my God. But Daniel did not do that. Daniel still kept on to obey the law of the Lord. Daniel, when he first got to the king's palace, the first thing he noticed was that the food that had been served to the king had first been sacrificed to idols, which he already knew from the book of Numbers and the book of Deuteronomy that they should not eat. They should not eat. My brothers and sisters, you can understand how delicacy, how delicious the food served to the king will be. How rich, the best of the best, the finest of the finest. These are the type of food that are served on king's table. But Daniel understood very well. It is better to obey the word of God than to be satisfied with this delicacy. Because there is a better reward coming when you obey the Lord. I'm very sure he must have understood the word spoken in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, from verse 1, that says, If you diligently obey the law, the voice of the Lord your God, that I speak to you today, you shall be above and you shall not be beneath. You shall be blessed in the city, and you shall be blessed in the country. The fruit of your loin shall be blessed. I'm very sure that is in his mind. And he, has, he is able to understand that better than what the, the pleasure of a little while that those food we are going to bring to him. He did not allow that one to take over the understanding of the word of God that he has known. First of all, he said, I will not defile myself with the food from the king's table. That we get from Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. The book of Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and the wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat the unacceptable food. He asked for permission not to eat the unacceptable food and it was granted to him. We know what happened when he was examined with those who were eating the king's meat. He was found to be looking better. 
he and his brothers Hananiah, Azariah, they were found to be looking better because they obeyed the word of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Not only here, he was found to be faithful. In Daniel chapter 6, Daniel chapter 6, I will read from verse 3 to verse 5. Daniel chapter 6, I will read from verse 3 to verse 5. Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officers because of Daniel's great ability. The king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Verse 4. Then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs, but they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. Praise the Lord. We can add this to the definition of our faithfulness, that is, to be responsible, to be completely trustworthy, to be responsible and to be completely trustworthy. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Opposed to also, opposed to Paul, also made us to understand what this faithfulness also entails made his faithfulness clear when he declared that what can deny me of the love of Christ. He considered the things that can easily sweep so many men, but decided to say, these ones, they will not sweep me off. They will not sweep me off the ground, the love of Christ. Let us open our Bibles to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Verse 35 to 39. Verse 35 and 39. Romans chapter 8, verse 35 and 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Nothing is able to separate us from the love of Christ. That is to say, everything about us is in Jesus so without jesus there is no we without jesus there is no me and you so if jesus is separated from us then there will be no us there will be no me and you so this is what paul is able to make clear to us that who can separate me from the love of christ he has made sure that he is embedded inside christ so there is nothing that can separate us from the love of Christ. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah. And also, for us to have the proper understanding 
of what we are talking about, we will also look at what faithfulness is not. What faithfulness is not. Praise the Lord. One of my daddy in the Lord once said, he was having a project, a thesis, a PhD thesis, and God gave him a breakthrough when he understood that the chaff will be separated from the wheat. That is to say, the chaff will be separated from the wheat. The chaff will be burned with fire, while the wheat will be put into the barn. He understood, he understood that and decided to separate all the entries, all the quantities in his data, separated the positive and separated the negative. He put the positive on one side and the negative on one side. That was when he started having breakthrough in the research work that he was doing. Praise the Lord. What I'm trying to say here today is that faithfulness is. We have a bit tried to make our slave clear with that, with the extract from the Bible that we have uh, looked at. But there is something that also I want to say which we must look very closely into. Faithfulness is not half disobedience. It's not half obedience. Praise the Lord. Half disobedience is equal to half obedience because they both meet at the midpoint of obedience and at the midpoint of disobedience. So I will say categorically here that obedience, half obedience is not faithfulness. It's not faithfulness. We have to obey completely. Like in our life today, this is very, very common. We can show the obedience probably that is assessed by others. But the one that cannot be assessed by others, we don't show obedience. But this is not what God is asking for. God is asking for both obedience that can be assessed and the one that cannot be assessed. Praise the Lord. Our obedience should be complete for us to be faithful. Praise the Lord. In the life of Saul, we can see this, Saul the king. We can see what have obedience is unto the Lord. It is like disobedience. 1 Samuel chapter 15. 1 Samuel chapter 15. 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 15 and verse 22. I read verse 15. And Saul so said, They have brought them from the Amalekite, for the people spared the beast, the best of the sheep, and the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God, and the rest we have utterly destroyed. These were the animals that were found, these were the uh, sheep, bulls, and all sorts of animals that were found in the in the in the in the palace garden of Saul. 
Meanwhile, God have told him to destroy the Amalekites and what belongs to them completely. But he used his sense, which is not according to will of God, to spare those things that were found with him. So this is half obedience, which is also can be categorized as disobedience. Praise the Lord. Any iota of disobedience in our obedience, we make our obedience to become disobedience. And because of this, Samuel pronounced this word in verse 22 and said, Samuel said, Has the Lord a great delight in burnt offering and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of ram. Praise the Lord. You can see, it, the word of Samuel makes us understand that there is disobedience. And that is why he says to obey, the, obeying the voice of the Lord. That is to say, God delights in obeying his word than born sacrifice. So we should understand that half obedience is not accepted. Also, it can be extracted from the life of Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5. Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5. It can be extracted from there. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. From verse 1, it says, But there was a certain man named Ananias, who with his wife, Sapphira, sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming it was the full amount. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. Praise the Lord. When they sold this piece of land, when the money was still with them, it was still theirs. It was still theirs. They brought part of the money to, the, to, 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 to Peter. This wasn't the offense, but the offense was that they made it, you know, to, they made it as if they have brought everything which is a lie, which is not accepted by God. Yes, they have sold part of their property and they have given it to the law. But any iota of unfaithfulness, which is a lie, is not accepted. We will look if we quantify what they have done. What they have done to the eyes of man they have done something great by bringing part of what they sold unto the Lord. Yes, they have done great. But why will they have to lie that they have brought everything? They have brought everything. That is where the offense is. Praise the Lord. That is to say, there is no amount of, there is no amount of good. There is no amount of righteousness 
that can be allowed to mingle with an iota of unrighteousness, it will not be accepted. It is not accepted by God. And in verse 3, Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit, and you kept some of the money for yourself. The property was yours, to sell or not to sell, as you wish. And after selling it, the money was also yours to give away. How could you do a thing like this? You are not lying to us, but to God. You are not lying to us, but to God. Praise the Lord. We all know what happened. And Ananias fell down and died immediately. And when the wife came later, the wife also died because of half obedience, because of mixing a little lie with what we are doing. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Faithfulness is not half obedience. Faithfulness is not half obedience. Faithfulness requires us to have complete and full obedience. Praise the Lord. Amen. Faithfulness is not greed or love for material things. Greed or love for material things is not faithfulness. Greed or love for material things is not faithfulness. We should have this understanding clearly. We should have this understanding clearly because men of old who have loved material things lost their portion, lost what they would have gained. Like in the case of Gehazi, the servant of Elisha. If we go by the propagation that Elisha got double portion of Elijah's anointing, Gehazi was supposed to get times two, which is supposed to be four times the portion of anointing of Elijah. But Elisha, Gehazi, instead of getting this portion of anointing, got leprosy for himself and his entire generation. Praise the Lord. Because he was not faithful to his master. Because he loved material things. Praise the Lord. Let us open our Bible to 2 Kings chapter 5. 2 Kings chapter 5 verse 20. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 20. But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said to himself, My master should not have let this Aramean get away without accepting any of his gifts. And surely, as the Lord live, I will chase after him and get something from him. So Gehazi sets of after Naaman. Praise the Lord. Gehazi set off after Naaman. He went after the man and got all those things. Not knowing that as he was going, the Lord was revealing 
all his activity to his master. Without letting his masters know, he kept all those things he got from Nama and appeared before his master as if nothing has happened. But everything that he has done, thinking that his master did not know, we are made plain before his master. And this is what led to his leprosy instead of anointing. Praise the Lord. As children of God, let us be disciplined. Let us be disciplined. Let us also discipline ourselves concerning material things. This world, the devil has the power to entice as many that could be enticed with material things. He also enticed Jesus after Jesus has fasted for 40 days and 49 that if he bowed down to him everything all the glory of the earth he will give it to jesus praise the lord but jesus thank god jesus defeated him if not today we will not have been saved by the blood of jesus what i'm trying to say here is that we should be careful as children of god with material things a man of god once preached in this church and said what is for us is raiment food and shelter every other thing is at the discretion of god it is at his will what god owes every man is raiment food and shelter praise the lord Praise the Lord. And he also made us to understand then that we are children of God. We are living in the house of our enemy. Whose man, who is the man that is living in the house of his enemy that will not be careful? Will any man living in, his, in the house of his enemy be greedy about the things owned by his enemy? No. Every man that lives in the house of his enemy will always be careful. Let us be careful not to be carried away by material things, not to be carried away by greed. After all, we will not take away anything from this earth. The way we came, that is the way we are going to go. So we should be careful not to, not to entice ourselves and not to be carried away with material things. Praise the Lord. Once your heart is attached to material things, you can easily be bought by the enemy. Like some people will say, every man has a price. If you allow material things, if you did not overcome the law for material things in your heart, then you, you have a price. And the prize, your prize is in the hand of your enemy. Praise the Lord. Let us be contented and let us know what we require that we glorify the name of the Lord, that we make our life to glorify the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I will also want to talk about slothfulness procrastination 
and laziness as not faithfulness. That is to say, a lazy man cannot please God because it is un- it is equivalent to unwillingness. It is equivalent to unwillingness. And if you don't want to do the will of God, then you are bound to do your own will, which is contrary to the will of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There is something common with the faithfuls, as extracted from the scriptures that we have looked into earlier. There is something that is common with them, which I want us to pay very careful attention to. Praise the Lord. Amen. One of the things that are common with the faithful, with the one that are faithful, is that they have made up their mind not to look back. That is to say, they have placed their hand on the mantle, or they have placed their hand on the plow. They will not look back. Let somebody shout hallelujah. They have made up their mind not to look back. If we look at the life of Elisha, when Elisha was called by Elijah, Elisha made sure he destroyed everything that will make him to look back. That was why he slaughtered those bulls and cooked them with the instruments of plowing. Those wooden instruments of plowing was what he used to roast or to prepare this animal and distributed it to all his friends. The Bible says he kissed his parents goodbye. That is to say, he already done what he's supposed to do to his parents so that that might not be a reason for him to come back. No wonder he was able to follow Elijah to the end because there was nothing to fall back to if he leaves Elijah. Everything about him, everything of his hope, every survivor of his was in Elijah. Why will he let him go? Even when Elijah said, please stay here and let me go there. He followed him to the end because he has made up of made up his mind not to go back no matter what we that no matter what he faces he has made up his mind not to go back praise the lord praise the lord we have to also make sure that the kind of faith we have is the type that will not look back no matter what comes our way. Jesus made us to understand that in life we will have tribulation. We will have tribulation. That we are tested that there is trials is not something that is new to to us. Praise the Lord. It's not something that is new. We will be tested. He has told us there will be trials, there will be tribulation. But he said, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. 
Be of good share because I have overcome the world. He even told us that if we see death, if we see death in this our race, we should not because of it and back out. We should face it faithfully because when it is after that, we will be given a crown of life. Praise the Lord. Even the face of death is not an excuse for us to back out. The face of death is not an excuse for us to back out. Let somebody shout hallelujah. In, in 1st Kings chapter 19, let us see what Elisha did to make sure that whatever would draw him back away from following Elijah is destroyed. 1st Kings chapter 19 verse 21. And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instrument of the ox oxen and gave unto the people and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. He arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. That is to say, there was nothing that would draw him back. There was nothing. He made sure he put an end to that way of life. Praise the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Do we have any past life that is able to draw us back into sin? Let us make an ultimate end of it today. Let us destroy that connecting rod that can draw us to, to back to the path of sin. Praise the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. The other thing that is common among the faithful is they count all things. They count things that men call gain as dunk. You see, if you count what men count as gain, as gain, you will walk according to the way of them of men. Things that entice men, things that excite them will also excite you. Praise the Lord. Paul make it clear to us in Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 8, ye doubtless. I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Praise the Lord. That is to say, the hope that we have, the, 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 the things that we are longing for, there is nothing on earth that can be compared to it. That is what Paul is telling us. That is to say, the victory that awaits us, there is nothing that what that is on earth that can withstand it, that can withstand that can, that what's us losing that hope. He content have done in comparison to the hope, to the to the greatness. To the to the to the uh, to the uh, whatever we are going to get when we get to heaven, 
the comparison is that whatever we have on earth, the best thing on earth is compared to it as what? As dung. Praise the Lord. So they count all things as dung. That is, the things that, that matters to other men, that make men to kill themselves, does not matter to them. Praise the Lord. What matters to us are things that we glorify the name of the Lord, are things that we make at the ho- our home in heaven to be secured. What matters to us are things that will help us to help others to make heaven also. So they count all things as dunk because of the excellency of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. And also, this is also common with the faithful. That is to say, they fully understand the consequences of unfaithfulness. They understand the consequences of unfaithfulness. They know what unfaithfulness entails. They understand that unfaithfulness, like in the case of Gehazi, can lead to leprosy. They know unfaithfulness can cut short their lives. They know unfaithfulness can make them to lose out of that promises God has given to us. Praise the Lord. Like in the case of Joseph in Genesis chapter 39 verse 8. In the case of Joseph in Genesis chapter 39 verse 8 but jesus joseph refused joseph refused the wife of his master look he told her my master trusts me with everything in this entire house no one here has more authority than i do he has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife how could I do such a wicked thing? It will be a great sin against God. How will I do such a wicked thing? It will be a sin against God. Praise the Lord. He understands the consequence of unfaithfulness. He understands the consequence. And if Joseph had not taken this caution, probably even despite God has promised him to be ruler, to be the head, then he would not have gotten there. Maybe he would have ended his pursuit in the, in the house of Potiphar. So every one of us, we should understand the consequence of unfaithfulness. The consequence of unfaithfulness. We must understand what it what will happen if we decide not to be faithful. We must understand what we will lose if we decide not to be faithful. Praise the Lord. Joseph, I mean Joshua, understand what they will lose. And that is why he joined Caleb to say, we will go and possess the land. 
we will go to the land of Kulan and we will conquer. Because he understands what it means to be unfaithful. Praise the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. I also want us to understand that there is no retirement in faithfulness. They understand that there is no retirement to faithfulness. There is no retirement whatsoever to faithfulness. If you, if you are faithful, you are expected to be faithful to the end. You must be faithful to the end, even unto death. You must be faithful even to the end. Let us open our Bible to Revelation chapter 2, verse 20. Revelation chapter 2, verse 20. It says, Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation. Ten days, be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Praise the Lord. There is no end to our faithfulness. Our faithfulness is not be to be faithful today and tomorrow to have some unfaithfulness. No. The Lord wants us to be faithful all through, even to death. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 10 verse 22. Matthew chapter 10 verse 22. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endure to the end shall be saved. That is to say, if what your faithfulness entails is endurance, you have to endure to the end. You have to endure to the end. There is no retirement in faithfulness. It has to be to the end. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. James chapter 1 verse 12. Blessed is the man that endured temptation, for when he strides, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Which the Lord has promised to them that love him. What are we saying here today? What we are saying is that our life, our life does not have an end of faithfulness. But we should be faithful to the end. If our faithfulness needs, it entails endurance, then we must endure. If our faithfulness entails obedience, it must be to the end. There is no retirement and there is no going back. Praise the Lord. Because the Bible says, My soul does not have pleasure. In them that look back. Praise the Lord. We must not look back. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. This thing also is common with the faithful. They understand that there are better things waiting for them than what is before them now. They understand that there are better things waiting for them 
we can see in the life of Elisha. Elisha got a double portion of the most anointed man of God in his time. And what, what did it cost him? It cost him the plowing bull and the instrument. He understood that what he's going to get from Elijah will be far more than those what the bull and the plowing instrument will give to him. So he threw them away and followed Elijah to the end. They understand, they understand that what they are going to get is more than what they are going to get when they are not faithful. So it is a calling to every one of us to understand this concept that when we are faithful, we will get more than what we can imagine. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. 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 These men also know something. And that is, they love their life not unto death. They do not love themselves. They love their life not unto death. In Revelation chapter 12 verse 11, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their life unto death. Praise the Lord. It is called for a man to be faithful. It is called for a man to be faithful. And if we are faithful, definitely we will abide. And when we abide, we will bear more fruits. Praise the Lord. The reward of faithfulness is always fruitfulness. There is always fruit to show for faithfulness. As we have seen in all the extracts that we have shown. If you are waiting on God, be faithful because God will not forget to reward you. Something that is very sure that God will not forget you is when you are faithful. Today you want to be fruitful, then be faithful unto the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for this word that you have given to us today to be faithful to endure, to stay put, to be loyal, to be committed unto you. I pray, my Father, that, Lord, you help us, O Lord, to be faithful, to be committed, to be loyal unto you in the name of Jesus. Almighty God, I pray that the strength, O Lord, the ability, the understanding, O Lord, that will make us to be faithful, that will make us, O oh Lord, to be diligent, that will make us to be committed, that will help us not to look back. We pray for that understanding. We pray for that wisdom and knowledge today. Let it come upon every of your children in the name of Jesus. 
Let it come upon everyone listening to this message right now. In the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, help us to be better committed to you. Help us, O Lord, to be faithful to you in all our ways. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. I pray, my Father, for everyone that is waiting, that you will remember them in the name of Jesus. We give you all the glory. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. We thank God for his faithfulness that we are able to listen to his word even at this lockdown. We give you all the praise. We appreciate you. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we give thanks. I want to give this announcement. Tomorrow, Saturday, Saturday 16th of May. Saturday 16th of May, we are going to have our program, Early Will I Seek Thee. Early Will I Seek Thee. Praise the Lord. The link will be sent to us and we will join by 6 a.m. on Saturday. All every excellent man in TBLOF is expected to join this program early will I seek thee through our through our medias that is going to be circulated to us. Praise the Lord. That same Saturday on the 16th, the women are going to have their program between 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock in the evening. The men will be early in the morning, early will I seek thee, and the women will have be also be having their program between 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock in the evening. Praise the Lord. The, uh, the intercession will not be having their meeting between 4 and 6, but will be having their meeting between 6.30 and 8 in the evening. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much. God bless you.